Welcome back to Perry's Pit. I am Matthew Perry. Alongside with me today is Will Polston, also a big wrestling fan. And today we thought that it would be a fun little video uh, if we just kind of shared our favorite wrestlers. You know, uh, we've both been wrestling fans for quite some time, most of our lives. And like many wrestling fans, we all have favorites, you know. So uh, we thought, why not uh, do some talking about our favorites we're going to do top fives here uh and we will start with honorable mentions first actually yeah so i actually you know coming to think of it whenever we were talking off air uh i said that i had one honorable mention but honestly i'm thinking of two uh and this is just actually just came to me really recently but uh number one i'm gonna go dolph ziggler i always used to love watching uh, i still do love watching dolph ziggler get into the ring and fight because uh, he just sells moves so well. I mean, he's he's played both the heel and the face very well. I think he makes an amazing heel. Uh, I, I think whenever he was the face, I think the crowd really got behind him. Uh, and I like I said, I just think he sells moves really well. I mean, he's very entertaining to watch in the ring, very uh, high energy, very all over the place. And it, it's just entertaining to watch him get hit by a move and flop all over the place. And just like he's he's the only guy who does backflips off super kicks and does complete backflips on clotheslines. I mean, he – he really makes he can really push over a, a wrestler's move <clears throat> and then for for my next one my other one is probably going to be AJ Styles uh, I, I love watching AJ Styles wrestle I think he was a big part of why I watched uh, TNA or Impact Wrestling for such a long time uh, a, a very entertaining high flyer I mean he he's very underrated whenever it comes to his high flying abilities in my opinion uh, he whenever he jumps off of the the ropes and then throws a flying elbow I mean it, it always gets you hype uh, he, he's just a very entertaining wrestler. And I, I just thought of it more because I'm wearing this shirt right now and that it's blue and, and black. And I just thought about the hood and then, you know, just like do all that kind of stuff, you know, do his whole, his whole little entrance. And it, it's, it's very entertaining. He, he definitely can sell some tickets and he, he's just such a good wrestler whenever it comes all to it. So uh, with all of his history and everything, I, I think it should definitely be acknowledged. And so he would, he would also be in my honorable mentions. Uh, yeah. For my honorable mentions, I actually also have two. Uh, first one is a current guy uh, actually residing in NXT at the moment. It is Adam Cole, uh, the longest running NXT champion, I just really love what he can do in the ring and his, his mic skills aren't too bad either. Uh, the work he's done with the undisputed era has been well undisputed. Um, I really enjoy watching him in the ring. Uh, the thigh slap he nails every time on, on his kicks. He has uh, what I think is the best super kick in the game right now. I really enjoy that. Um, and the last shot, which is just a shining wizard to the back of the head uh, isn't super uh, unique, but it doesn't have to be. He, he pulls it off really well uh, and, and adds some emphasis to it. Uh, the Panama Sunrise is actually a really good move that I like, where it's like a sunset flip pile driver kind of thing off the second rope. I really enjoy when he does that. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy what he's doing for NXT right now, and I, I can't wait to see what he does in the future. I think he's going to be real big. I expect him to be WWE champion within the next few years. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, my second honorable mention, I think I have to go with Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle is one that is probably on many people's top fives, honestly. Um, very charismatic, good, good on the mic, has had so many funny moments, yet so many classic wrestling moments in the ring. Um, he's fought guys like Brock Lesnar, Eddie Guerrero. Um, he had a feud, I think, with Edge, I want to say. Um, he's, had, he's had plenty of great uh, matches, not only. I mean, he is a wrestler. 
and you know he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck you know not many people can say that if any so i know he's just super impressive in the ring to me and i've always enjoyed his work i, I love his entrance music i love how it gets the crowd going you know you saw you saw all the music i put it in but um yeah, I've always really enjoyed that stuff, and you know it, it carries over. So uh, that's gonna be my honorable mentions. Uh, we'll start with you, Will. Who's your fifth favorite wrestler? When it comes to my number five, it has to come down to the versatility of the wrestler. I mean, this guy has done everything from being a sidekick whenever he first joined in a developmental league, whenever the Nexus was being started, to the you know the the eater of worlds. I mean, he, he went into the Firefly era, wherever he had the Wyatt family and now, now also doing the fiend along with the Firefly Funhouse and everything such as that. I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt slash the fiend and, you know, everybody, Husky Harris, everybody involved that from his whole development. I mean, he has been absolutely outstanding whenever it comes to versatility and the fact that he was the one who wrote uh, or came up with the idea of the fiend is even more impressive i think the fact that he is just so versatile and the steps that he did to get into character and to you know just kind of write the story of who he is today because that character is so dynamic that character is so fun to watch i mean it is it's almost like a more modern day undertaker it, 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 it's really the guy who just kind of instills fear in every single wrestler and you just never know what he's going to do next and he just has a, a path of destruction really he just he comes through and he just wipes out everybody he sees i love the i love the the lantern with bray wyatt's face on it i mean it's everything about the fiend has been written so well and and he also did everything very well with the wyatt family whenever he had harper and rowan and braun Strowman, everybody with him i mean it, he's just uh, like i've said i've said it multiple times versatility and just he's so dynamic whenever it comes to it his his character development has been bar none i mean it's just the, the pinnacle of story writing for me. And so for that, I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt. So uh, for my number five, I'm actually going with the King of Kings, Triple H. Uh, you know, he's been here for such a long time now and he's done it all, whether it's holding a world title or in an authoritative position with the authority, uh, him and Stephanie McMahon. I think he does a great job of being a heel, um, especially with the authority. I really like that. I know not everybody... Um, appreciates his work doing that uh but yeah i love how he's able to overcome injuries he's he's had way too many of them honestly to be in the shape he's in now but he still comes back every year and and is in great shape um i feel bad for his his hamstrings because they came clean off the bone several times uh he had some great feuds Shawn michaels chris jericho um even daniel bryan back in like 2013 uh, how he was trying to screw Daniel Bryan out of the title, uh, which led to WrestleMania 30, which is one of my favorite uh, matches, the triple threat match between Randy Orton, Triple H. I mean, sorry, Randy Orton, Batista, and Daniel Bryan. Uh, triple H definitely played a part in that. And uh, yeah, nowadays, Triple H is running NXT, which, as you guys know, is my favorite brand at the moment. Um, they do some great things down there. And I think Triple H is such a great wrestling mind and... You know, I don't want Vince McMahon to go, but I do think that Triple H is kind of the successor to him. Uh, and I think he's going to do a great job once he once he assumes that role. Uh, but yeah, not just for wrestling, but, you know, management in general, Triple H is my number five. 
Going on to my number four, it's got to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, that guy uh, absolutely defined an era. When it came to the Attitude Era, it's got to be the first guy you think of. I mean, there's there's no – he's had so many pops and so many instances to where, like, you just don't – it, nobody else could fit that role better. I mean, whenever the glass shatters, everybody loses their mind. Uh, as he has said, whenever you hear the glass, you know it's your ass. Uh, it, I mean, the guy, like I said, he was the the representative of the Attitude Era, and some of the moments that he had between the you know the bringing out the fire truck and hosing down McMahon and uh, the cement truck and destroying McMahon's car. I mean, some of the some of the things that they had are just stuff that you won't see nowadays. It it, it was definitely a uh, it was definitely good for its time. I mean, it it it's what made WWE WWF so entertaining back in the day. And I mean, everybody, I think everybody still wants a, a bit of the attitude era and that's why everybody still goes nuts whenever he shows back up. But yeah, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, there's, there's so many uh, WWE wrestlers, but none that are as iconic as Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, there are a few that are up there with him, but he's definitely got to be in the top. And I think everybody in their and their mother has tried the two beers and smashing them together and chugging them together. I know I have, and I know there's a video of that out there somewhere. So uh, just for how iconic, so uh, just for how iconic he is, and just how much of uh, how much he was to an era of WWE, I gotta go Stone Cold. My number four is going to be Sting. Now, Sting, of course, is a, a legend of wrestling, uh, not just the WWE. Uh, he spent most of his time in WCW and then Impact Wrestling and then made his way to WWE. did not have the best WWE run. Uh, I really wish they would have handled it better. His uh, one WrestleMania match, WrestleMania 31, he took on Triple H, kind of became a uh, NWO versus D DX thing, and... Sting took the L. Um, no surprise, Triple H burying another another guy. I mean, we've seen that countless times. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Sting throughout his career. I know I know, we all wished for the Undertaker versus Sting dream match. And, unfortunately, that's one that's most likely going to have to stay in our heads uh, for the rest of our lives. But, yeah, there, there weren't many wrestlers like Sting. The way he was able to capture a crowd, uh, whether it's with the bat, or, or the he had his own he had his own kind of woos, uh, different from Ric Flair, but definitely was still able to get over a crowd. Um, and the way he was able to transition, he started his career kind of uh, I don't want to say flamboyant, but he was definitely more brighter colors, definitely a face. He had the blonde hair, um, way different face paints, uh, and and he was loved then. And then he made this kind of you know this middle school kid kind of emo phase what have you. I mean, he, he turns to the black, the trench coat, the bat, the face paint, it's all different. And he still gets so much love from the crowd. I mean, I think it's amazing how his character transformed over time. I think it, it, it's a nice piece of storytelling, you could say. I think that's really important for wrestling. Um, I value my microphone skills very highly and I, I value a good storyline just as much. But yeah, Sting, I mean, Scorpion Death Drop, Scorpion Death Lock, the Stinger Splash is still imitated by many. I know Seth Rollins still does it. Um, Seth Rollins grew up a, uh, Sting being his favorite wrestler, so you know he he's he has definitely left a legacy that will carry over to current generations and generations to come. But just for the impact that Sting has had, he's my number four. Moving on to my number three. 
I'm going with a guy who's still in the WWE today. I know I just had one that wasn't, but uh, going back to a modern day guy, but he's been around for quite some time and that's Randy Orton. Uh, I, I think it, I think everybody and their mother has tried the RKO. Uh, I, RKO is probably the most, probably the most iconic move in WWE because even people who don't watch wrestling have seen it, it became a whole meme you know everybody was trying to you know hit people with an rko going into a pool or going into the ocean something like that you know Every, everybody's tried it and the spots that he's had with it uh between you know seth rollins launching him up at wrestlemania and hitting him with the rko catching evan Bourne out of the middle of an airborne was absolutely nuts uh, i was not ready for that at all i remember watching that live uh whenever they say out of nowhere they really mean it and between that and the punt, I remember he used to do the punt and it got banned from WWE for a little bit just because it was actually hurting people. But man, it was it, it was legendary. And whenever it comes to legends, I mean, he's the killer of that. I think it was one of the greatest storylines that WWE has seen uh, in, in recent time. I mean, the, the legend killer storyline was absolutely phenomenal. Just the young buck kid that was just kind of going up against all of the all the old time heads and everybody that kind of built WWE and he was just kind of revolting against it, taking out any legend that uh, came onto the show. And I, I thought it was an awesome storyline. It really put him over as one of the biggest heels in the, in the business. And because he was taking out likes of Ric Flair, Mick Foley, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I mean, people, people that the fans grow up and love, I mean, you know, you still love today and Orton was just out there just taking them out. And the storyline, the story writing for it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, his move set is very, inter very entertaining to watch just because, again, you never really know when that RKO is going to come. And I mean, there's I guarantee, you know, he's still in he's still in WWE today. So I'm still we I'm sure we still have big spots to see from him uh, regarding the RKO. So. I wouldn't be shocked to see that. Plus, he's got to get browning points for me because he's from St. Louis and I'm from the Midwest. I'm not too far from St. Louis myself. So uh, just the if I'm not mistaken, the youngest world champ, uh, world heavyweight champion still, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, you know, accolades, a 14 time champ or, or a 13 time champ, one or the other. And just a very uh, historic run for. Randy Orton. I can't wait to see him be uh, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, he's been absolutely outstanding and very important to the brand. So I'm going to go with Randy Orton. My number three is a guy that had a, a great match with Randy Orton. One of my one of my favorite matches, actually, that uh, is Mick Foley. Uh, Mick Foley, you know, he has given his body, blood, sweat, and tears to wrestling. He's been through it all. And, you know, I, I'm very grateful to have access to his matches I know his prime was before I was alive but you know or when I was very young but he had he's had some very fantastic matches uh the Randy Orton one would be Vengeance 2003 I want to say that one where he he uh tosses Randy Orton into the tax and you know him and thumbtacks have a certain bond that I I can I can appreciate and it just every time he brings them out I know something special is going to happen uh, I know he had a Hell in a Cell match, I believe, with Triple H, where he took a pedigree onto the tax, and that he had him in his face, and that, that's not a pretty sight. But, you know, you just kind of have to appreciate the work that Mick Foley's done for wrestling, because there aren't many guys that have been through as much as he had. You know, uh, obviously, we have to mention the Hell in a Cell match between him and The Undertaker, where Undertaker threw him off the cell through the table. Uh, they tried stretching him out a couple times, and he just kept coming back. 
Undertaker put him through the top of the cell into the ring or down on down low. What are the words? Went through the roof of the cell onto the canvas. The canvas didn't break or give at all. That's just straight on there. His tooth was up through his lip into his nose. It, it's it's a sight to see, and it, it'll always be a classic match. It's still regarded as probably the best Hell in a Cell match of all time, and I, I have to agree. Um, yeah, um, also the hardcore match at WrestleMania 22 against Edge, where Edge spears him into the flaming table. That match was very, very good. Uh, two hardcore guys going at it. You know, you, you can't ask for much more, but uh, also characters. Um it's very important to me, as I mentioned, uh, a storyline and Mike skills and all that. Mick Foley did a great job. He had the four faces of Foley, that being himself, Mankind, Cactus Jack, and Dude Love. Uh, reminds me of how Bray Wyatt has it today with uh, The Fiend, the uh, Swamp Bray Wyatt, you could say, and uh, the Firefly Funhouse Bray. I really enjoy stuff like that. I think it's a nice variety. I think if you have the skills to do that, that makes you so much better. Uh, in winning over a crowd. And yeah, Mick Foley was one of the best at that. You know, you had Cactus Jack, who's the more hardcore type. Do Love was the groovy, disco, tie-dye, fun one. And then Mankind was just the dark, demented, you know, boiler room brawl type guy. And then Mick Foley was just, you know, Mrs. Foley's baby boy. And everyone still loves Mick Foley. He still sticks around, comes around here and there. Uh, He was Raw General Manager a year or two ago. I'd like to see him back. Um, even even in an authoritative role, I do like what he does. But yeah, just for everything he's given to the sport of wrestling, Mick Foley's my number three. You know, you connected your three to my three. I'm going to actually connect your three to my two because uh, my, my number two actually was a former tag champ with your number three. And that's the other half of the Rock and Sock Connection, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, you know, not so much known today for his WWE skills and everything like that, but it's where he got started. Uh, you know, whenever he first came around, he was this big, giddy, happy guy. And, you know, he, he was kind of a goofy character to watch around in the ring. And But I don't know what flipped the switch for WWE to turn him into the eyebrow-raising, uh, you know, ass kicker that we know today. But that that rock, that the rock, whenever it came down to that, was just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he, with the eyebrow raise, and when I tell you there is nobody that cuts a promo like The Rock. I mean, it, between rock concerts, between his feud with John Cena going into WrestleMania, uh, there were, some of the promos are still so iconic today between – uh, I, I remember whenever he brought Vicky Guerrero out and saying that she looked horrible. Uh, I, I remember whenever he went out and did We Will Rock You in Cleveland uh, to John Cena calling him a Kung Pao bitch and a big fat bowl of Fruity Pebbles. And The WWE has gone from the powerful Austin 316 to the dominant and iconic. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? All the way to, you can't see me. You can't see me. You can't see me, what are you playing, peekaboo? You can't see me. I can see you, you can, can you see me? Oh, believe me, we all can see you. We all can see you. A blindfolded sleeping, stuck in the basement Stevie Wonder can see your monkey ass. 
How many of you think we can miss? You come out here with your bright-ass purple shirt, and before that, your bright green shirt, before that, your bright orange shirt, you run around here looking like a big fat bowl of fruity pebbles and uh, just just some of the insults and some of you know just some of the words the skills that he has on the mic are unmatched uh, and then of course his finishers and everything like that I mean it very iconic as well the rock bottom everybody loves the people's elbow running around from side to side on the ring uh, just a goofy guy and just so fun to watch and then uh, similar to Stone Cold. I mean, you want to talk about a pop. Uh, go go back and listen whenever they announced on Raw that he was going to be the, the host of WrestleMania. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of WrestleMania 27. The if you smell at the beginning, at the beginning of a song, I mean, crowds lose their mind. I mean, everybody loves The Rock, uh, and he's become basically a global icon at this point, for, uh, even for his out of ring abilities, whenever he's on the screen and everything, whenever comes to acting and everything such as that. So, I mean, he is just absolutely iconic. He has gone, he has built. Uh, WWE to a place where it is today and he is a face of WWE that everybody can recognize uh, just for how recognizable and how funny is to listen to on the mic uh, just because there's never a dull moment whenever The Rock's in the ring. So I'm going to go with The Rock as my number two. My number two is the only uh, active guy I have on my list really. Uh, he currently resides in NXT. He goes by the name of Johnny Gargano. And yeah, he's my favorite wrestler right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I am so hyped up on Johnny Gargano. Everything about his character, everything about the matches he's had in the past, they don't call him Johnny Takeover for nothing. Uh, he's lost more takeovers than he won, than he's won, but he really knows how to put on a show. His feud with Tommaso Ciampa, it won feud of the year, I want to say a year or two in a row, at, le at least one year. I know that. They've had so many fantastic matches, Takeover Brooklyn, um, take over New Orleans. I remember that one. I believe the Chicago street fight they had, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, those are three of my favorite matches of all time, and all of them involve Johnny Gargano. Win or lose, I just really love the show he's able to put on. Uh, he plays a real great role as an underdog. I know right now 
um, in real time. He's a heel in NXT and doing something with his uh, wife, Candice LeRae. They're the power couple of NXT. They're both trying for some titles right now. And even that, even him as a heel, they're both uh, very good at what they do and are able to play off that persona very well. Uh, but yeah, Johnny Gargano just knows how to make a match pop, knows how to bring excitement to a match. Uh, so for that, he's my number two. So we've reached the number one spot on both of our lists. And, you know, I've talked about Mike's skills. I've talked about uh, entertainment in the ring. And, you know, Mike's skills, he's, he's definitely not where The Rock is, but he's not too bad. Uh, but whenever it comes down to excitement in the ring, I mean, there is nobody that matches this guy, in my opinion, because it's not always just in the ring. I mean, this man has some of the craziest spots in WWE history, and that's the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. You, you want to talk about – you were talking about Mick Foley throwing his body everywhere. You want to talk about a guy who's been sacrificing his body. Uh, he's still doing it at the age of 43. I mean, he's still in the ring today. Uh, not not at the top of the card where he used to be fighting for WWE titles, but still getting title runs today. And, I mean, 2008 had to be his year, man. I remember he hit a whisper in the wind off the top of a, a steel cage onto Umaga. Uh, speaking of Umaga, he also hit him with a swanton bomb outside off of, a, off of an equipment trailer at Extreme Rules. Uh, I think a week after, I think the, the whisper in the wind off the – steel cage uh was just a week before he did the swanton bomb to randy orton uh from the raw entrance uh, arena 30 feet high i mean those spots were absolutely nuts uh between wrestlemania 23 and wrestlemania 33 uh jumping onto ladder like people laying on the ladders and destroying them those were amazing spots uh getting speared off of the belt by edge i mean there there's a guy if, if you need a crazy spot, I mean, Jeff Hardy's still going to do it. I guarantee at 43, he's still jumping off of uh, off of cells, and he would still, you know, jump off of the entrance today. I mean, this guy, this guy is a guy who does not care, and he just throws his body at anything and strictly, purely for our entertainment. And I, I truly appreciate everything he's done because, I mean, this guy, like I said, I, I, I cannot – express how much he has just put himself in such deadly situations i mean absolutely if anything goes wrong these spots are so bad i mean how how much do you have to know your body to control it to do a front flip off of a 30-foot platform and land safely i mean and so on so forth i mean there's so many spots that i could keep going and just some of the moments really defined my childhood whenever I would watch WWE. Uh, he was getting really big whenever I was growing up. And so whenever I was watching WWE, he was one of the biggest figures. And it, it was just so entertaining to watch. Some of the feuds he had were just remarkable. And I remember, man, I used to get so excited whenever they'd actually give him a title run. Uh, and then not to mention, he was also a very successful uh, tag team competitor with his brother, Matt. So uh, going to the side of extreme, and just for pure entertainment factor, Jeff Hardy just throwing himself into spots. It's just, uh, it was something that I'll never forget being a WWE fan. So with that, I'm going to go with Jeff Hardy as my number one wrestler of all time. And for my number one, it is none other than the voice of the voiceless, the best in the world, my favorite wrestler of all time, CM Punk. And there's nothing I want more than to see CM Punk back in a WWE ring. 
Uh, the pipe bomb specifically and the entire 2011 feud with John Cena has to be up there as one of my favorites of all time. Uh, you talk about Mike skills, uh, guys like The Rock, guys like guys oh, like <laughs> yeah, guys like guys like uh, Chris Jericho, uh, guys like even Hulk Hogan is pretty good on the mic. CM Punk has to be up there with the greats, and you know he proved it with the pipe bomb, even though it pissed a lot of people off backstage. You know, the fans ate that stuff up, and I personally loved every second of it. A guy that could be real with an audience is something you, one, don't see every day uh, in wrestling, and two, is something that you kind of have to appreciate because you don't see it every day. You know, he wasn't the best in the ring. I did like uh, the GTS and the Anaconda Vice. He had the, the knee in the corner into a running bulldog. I liked that. Um, I personally liked him in the ring. I know people kind of call him a little bit overrated in between the ropes, but what CM Punk did is, is unmatched. I don't think anybody's had that kind of reputation, I guess you could say, uh, with the WWE. Uh, he's came back to Fox and he's done some shows, not, not in ring work, but he's talked about WWE, which is at least a step forward than what we had a few years ago. Uh, we know a few years ago he tried being in the UFC. That didn't work out. Uh, his, his, his place is definitely in the WWE, and I really hope that one day we see him back there um, and we could get one more good feud with him. He's, he's still yet to main event of WrestleMania, which I think is insane. Um, closest he got was when he faced The Undertaker at WrestleMania 29, I want to say, in New York, uh, which he lost. But it was, it was one of The Undertaker's last great matches, and I think we can thank CM Punk for – playing his part in that back when he was a Paul Heyman guy. Uh, love Paul Heyman, by the way. Uh, but yeah, CM Punk has also had a few different personas. You know, you had the straight edge society punk, you had ECW punk who wore the red tights and um, had the longer hair. Uh, you had new Nexus punk, which was, you know, I think he was one of the best members of Nexus and he wasn't even an original. So the way, the way that he can turn pretty much any storyline around I mean, these days we kind of need him for retribution or else that's going down the toilet. I mean, they've already kind of buried them, but that I got, I got, I have a rants for that for other times, but yeah, CM Punk is great and he's such a positive force for a company. I feel like any company could benefit from having a guy like CM Punk, the kind of heat he gets from not only all the wrestlers, but guys around the world. I think he's a great heel. Uh, him, him being a face, he even had some good face runs, but him as a heel, there are a few that can do it as well as him. So, yeah, I put all that into one, and that's my number one uh, with CM Punk. But, yeah, that, that's been our top five wrestlers. Um, we were considering doing a least favorite one. We might. Let us know in the comments if you want that. But for now, I've been Matthew Perry for Will Polston. We've been the GMs for Hire on Perry's Pit, and we will see you next time.